Hello beautiful people, welcome to the show. I'm your host with the most, Cesar Koza aka Singamo. And today is the very first episode of the Back and Forth podcast. Join me along this journey as I explore myself through different conversations with different individuals from different fields. This show isn't just about one topic or one genre. I go through everyone's mind. I am a thinker. I like thinking. I like talking to different people. I like learning from them. And I've decided to start this journey. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do, because I will definitely enjoy it. And to kick off the episode, man, I had a beautiful conversation with two gentlemen uh, who are currently playing uh, professional cricket in Guazulunata. These uh, gentlemen have uh, are playing at the highest level when it comes to domestic cricket. They're playing for the Dolphins. Uh, one of them is actually quite a good friend of mine. We went to the same high school. Um, he's a very inspirational dude. He's got a bright future, still quite young, but he's he's doing quite well for himself. He's played um, for the Eagles. He's played in the Free States, and now he's back in Guazulu-Natal playing for the Dolphins. Um, so quite, quite a... Quite a a bright future ahead of him and um the other gentleman who i sat with he's now quite an accomplished dude he's played um for the pro tiers he's a senior now uh played and represented south africa against the likes of sri lanka and england so um quite a good dude quite a good dude um uh we had a, a very a very good conversation with these two gentlemen so uh, without further ado ladies and gentlemen please welcome Luande Sozoma and Mangalisa Moseti I've got uh, two professional athletes with me today uh, two cricketers uh, Luande Sozoma and Mangalisa, what's up, kids? I'm not chilling. You're chilling, just, just breezing. Yeah, it's an honor for to have us on your first one. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll claim royalties once. Uh, <laughs> first, I didn't know what your first one. It's my very first one. It's my very first one. So uh, the whole reason why I started this podcast now is um, because I think one of the most important things as a person is to explore yourself. And I get that through talking to other individuals, just learning and 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 um getting um things from other individuals that can help me out and also help other people out so that's why i was like you know what i'm a thinker i like thinking so i was like you know what let me start this yeah, right nice. yeah so to have two professionals i'm i'm, I'm intimidated right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so the whole theme of the podcast right is just it's it's about the journey it's about your guys and 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 your background and where you headed in life right so if you can just give us a brief overview of yourself both uh, of you just an, a brief overview of where exactly you guys are from and how you got about into playing cricket and and how you fell in love with the sport now see as, as you introduced my name Manali Somoseta. Mm-hmm. um from a township in the east end of uh Duduza, not Kwatukuza yeah okay <laughs> yeah so that's in the east right so it's about maybe like 30 40 minutes from the airport yeah yeah i've been playing cricket since i was eight uh, i think that's way, way before randy was born um Damn. yeah and uh well at the time because obviously we all used to love playing soccer in the township and stuff you know and uh, they introduced the game so i was like i mean let me try something different and obviously there was like free biscuits because it was bakers uh, <laughs> so yeah but so that's how i started playing cricket and um yeah, 20, 20, what, 20, 20 years later. Yeah, mm. yeah. 28, 29, 28, 29. Yeah, my name is Lundi Suava Zuma. Originally from Mbali Township in Maritzburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, now currently living in Durban. Started playing cricket from, from grade one at Lone Primary School. But only really took it seriously when I was in grade grade nine, grade ten. Really? Um, before then, I was very, very, very massive into soccer. Oh yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, that's okay. when I decided to take cricket seriously. You know? mm. uh, so, well, I realized then that it's actually pretty nice to have that red ball in your hand and be 
be afforded the opportunity to just board as quickly as we can and try to get the other guy out. I just felt it was more intriguing than, than kicking a soccer ball around. Mm. So that's why I decided to follow to follow cricket. Yeah. You know? And um, yeah, um, I've played what? It's my fifth year, but I've only played two seasons of cricket, unfortunately. There were injuries. Due to, due to injury. Yeah. The back injury that took me out for 18 months. Mm. And Shit. I had the, the knee injury that took me out for six months. Fuck. Almost two years. That's two years of not playing. Yeah. yeah. So I've only managed to play two seasons of cricket, of which one was, was in the free state. Mm-hmm. Um, which went, went went pretty well, and one was last season here in Kesare. Yeah, you know, so that, that it's been a bumpy ride so far, mm-hmm. but whenever I've been afforded the opportunity to play cricket, I haven't done too bad. Yeah, you know. but yeah, here I am, um, here in Durban, home 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 province. Mm-hmm. I won't say city, I'll say home province, <laughs> and um, we're just enjoying enjoying waking up every day, yeah. living my dream. Really. Yeah, so. Another thing that I've noticed with myself as well, and 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 as I've as I've grown up, is as fans we watch the sport on our TV screens or if we're at the stadium, but we don't actually understand what goes into being an athlete. So we quick to judge or we quick to criticize players like that. Yeah. This player sucks. Or in any sport, you find that yeah. right, or they should sack the coach or whatever. But now I, I tend to lean towards the players as well that to understand a bit more of hey this actually takes a lot of work yeah. right so if you can just elaborate exactly how how much work goes into being an athlete besides being a professional cricketer just to be an athlete um what's a day in the life of a cricketer yeah i, th- I think i mean um obviously with my my personal experience you know obviously what what Luandi just said now you know um when you're pursuing like a dream and you just started your career and then you're out and you don't play cricket for like so long, you mm. know. Um, and just obviously like think about like my personal career and the journey that I've also been and obviously like a lot of people that I've read up um, about and stuff like that, you know. Um, and which when I was also young, um, I always used to think like these guys are superheroes that will make mistakes, mm. you know. But I mean, obviously being involved in sports for so long, I realized that like mentally, it, uh, it could be like tough you know because also you feel that you have to portray like a certain image you yeah. know and you find that there's like a lot of athletes or some of them who are not even aware of that struggle with like depression anxiety you know I read an interesting um, uh, article um, about Sarah Taylor she's one of like the best women wicketkeepers you know mm-hmm. in, in England which she's taken I think three breaks from cricket you know and she said there was like times where um, that should be on the field and she'll have like panic attacks you know mm-hmm. so that's, that's, that's how deep it is actually and I don't think like a lot of people actually think of that obviously if they're watching yeah. or if somebody makes a yeah. mistake or if maybe somebody drinks themselves into a pulp or they behave a certain way I mean it's no excuse for you to behave like that you know mm-hmm. but it's obviously just um, the, the, the pressures that you face like mentally more than physically physically I can train and be as strong as I want and be in good nick but I think if I'm not okay mentally yeah I'm as good as, as, as not say nothing, but I'm not going to be productive. It's only a matter of time up until all of those things pile up and that bomb just explodes. And, you know, so I think for me, also with my personal journey and stuff like that, it's like a lot of people that I've read up with, I think uh, mentally, it's, uh, it's such a tough, 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 uh, tough place to be in because if you do well, people love you. If you don't, people criticize you. you yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to cricket, like you also don't have much of, control of like your performance it's a failing you know? sport it's a failing sport basically mm. you know so if you're doing something knowing that you've got 20 percent chance of doing well mm. you know yeah it's tough you know? yeah um so yeah. And i think to add to that i think whether you're a sportsman whether you're a businessman or whatever you are mm-hmm. you, there are there are certain types of pressure pressures that you're going to be under mm. um in, in in your different spheres of, of of life the thing about sports is that now the pressure is in, is, is under the eye of the public Mm. So that's why it makes it more difficult. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like people forget that we're also human beings mm. and, and mistakes are going to happen. Just yeah. like they make mistakes in the boardroom. Mm. But it's just that it's not under the, the eye of the public, you know. So it's, it's difficult. But I think as an athlete, the best thing to do is not to dwell in the opinions of the public. But rather listen to people who are within um, your creating space. Yeah. Because those are people who are going to give you solid advice because they know how it feels like. 
you know, if you're going to compete with someone or argue with someone or, or have a, a Facebook argument over, over with someone who's never held a bet in their life, there's only one win out of that and it's, it's, it's that person because yeah. they won't understand where you're coming from. Yeah, so it's more like you have to have a thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I mean, which, which, which is, I mean, for some people it comes naturally, for some people it's, it's built over a long period of time, yeah. you know, but I think also, I mean, like, I mean, going back, because it's, it's one of the most recent articles that I, that, I, that I read about, you know, one of the ladies, she also came, I think she also played for Australia or something, or England, one, mm-hmm. and she also came and she was like, listen, I'm struggling, you know, and once she actually came out, her roommate, which had, which has been yeah. like a roommate for like a while, she was like, listen, why didn't you talk? Because I go through exactly the same things that you're going through, you know? So I think also, I mean, um, being an athlete as well and being, uh, not necessarily like a public guy, whatever the case may be, you also get caught up in um, trying to live up a, um, or trying to portray a certain image, you know? Yeah. So which is safe and which is like, I'm a superhero because, mm-hmm. I defended maybe let's say five over the last over and people are loving me so I can't show weakness you know but uh, which sometimes being vulnerable is actually like such a great thing you know but I think also naturally as guys it's something that we do not do quite well you yeah. know because obviously of like we men and we want to be strong and yeah. we cannot be seen as weak you know where mm-hmm. you know whenever you weak there's like so much so much strength you know and I think I learned that I think when I was probably about like 26 or something um, a couple of, couple of years ago 25 I can't remember and I remember Rob Rob Walters one of my coaches at the time was like let me just chat to JP or whatever you guys will get along you know and I used to look up to JP and I've spoken to him like once or twice before before that and uh, I remember I sent him a message I'm like listen things are tough um, there's family issues there's these issues there's these cricket issues I'm struggling you know and the guy called, I think they were playing in New Zealand Champions Trophy so it was this is JP Domini yeah it was okay. 2015 Champions Trophy yeah, in was the World Cup, the way in New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. So, the World Cup yeah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we chatted and we had like a heart to heart, and he said like the biggest thing that he's learned because he had to face like certain journeys and stuff like that. The biggest thing that he's learned is like to be vulnerable. So you can't do it with everyone, you know. Yeah. Uh, you need your, your your safe space and stuff like that. But he said from the biggest learning curve in his career was that you know, and uh, he's such like a sound man. You know, he's got his mm. life in order, but he had to learn how to do that. And it sounds like such a, a mental game. It sounds like it's mentally draining, you know. And one of the things that I always wonder about is when you're in the latter stages of your career. So if I give you an example of someone like um, Sachin Sindokan, right? He was world-renowned as being the greatest cricketer of all time. So that means, in my head, that means he gave his life. He sacrificed everything to be a professional cricketer. Right. So I read somewhere that he'd um, face, I think, a thousand balls after every practice or something like that. Right. So that's crazy to think that he dedicated so much of his time. But now that he's left cricket, we I've, I've, I've read more about this in professional athletes that it's sort of a, a depression. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's where, uh, as a person, you're lost because for such a, a long period of time, it's been one goal, and one set goal, and that's to be the best you can be in the cricket field or as a batsman or a bowler or whatever as soon as now you leave the game how do you think these players manage because if recently now ab david has just retired as well he's probably going to go down as one of the best cricketers uh, batsmen especially not just in south africa but in the world how do you think then these players are able to get out from the game and you carry on living life like normal people like now we don't see them as the superhero as you mentioned earlier but now he's just a normal guy yeah. i think that also there's two things what, that comes with that you get people who have you've mentioned session tenduka you mentioned Amy de Villiers. um those are guys that have set themselves up for life um so they, their careers have gone well mm. and they don't have to worry about being in the boardroom for the rest of their lives or being under pressure that they need to hand in something at a particular time yeah. for the rest of their lives. That's one part of it. Then there's another part where you don't make enough money um, to sustain yourself for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's where the real struggle comes. Yeah. Because now you've been playing cricket for, I don't know, I just started mine, but mm-hmm. we were having this conversation just another day. You've been playing cricket for 15 years. So you've mm-hmm. been under pressure, under a certain pressure, mm-hmm. for 15 years under the public eye. 
um, pressure to perform, pressure to get selected. You know what I'm saying? You, it's a it's a different type of pressure than what you'll get in the boardroom. It I've I've, I've guys have said they found it very difficult to switch mm. and adapt to that kind of pressure of handing in an an, an assignment at a particular time. Yeah. because for fifteen years of their lives they've dealt with the pressure of I need to take five wickets mm. or I need to or I need to score hundred runs. Now all of a sudden it's you need to do this three page assignment and hand it in by by Wednesday next week. Guys struggle struggle to do that because they can do that assignment in their own time. They can you know, whereas if you have to score hundred a particular game, you have to do it now. Yeah. For you to for, for you to be able to save your career or save your spot on the team. Mm. So guys struggle adapting to the different kinds of pressures that's outside of sport. Mm. Um so I've heard. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I think I mean like it's that's that's quite interesting, you know, because I mean obviously I, I still would love to play for a couple of years, but, but mm-hmm. I've also played for for quite some time, and I'm actually close um, than probably like Rondi is, you know. Um, but I mean, like I'm glad you asked it because I mean there's 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 a lot of guys, you know, um, and like specifically cricket or sports people have especially after after they've done playing the. There's like a highest rate, like a divorce rate, um, mm. depression, um, you know, maybe suicide. I don't know. And that's know. the biggest one I've heard. Uh, yeah. divorce, divorce, yeah, rates divorce rates. Divorce rates. You know, uh, because then at the end of the day, man, you used to like playing on TV and everybody recognizing yeah. you. And, like now you yeah. walk in the streets and it's like you know, and that's why you also find that like a lot of guys, you know, it's not that they're bad people, but towards the end of their career, they actually like struggle to to get on with it's because of like those pressures or there's someone who's young who's about to take their spot and stuff like that you know and um i mean i i had like the privilege to sit with psps i think it was uh sometime last year or mm-hmm. something like that and we were talking out and it's like uh, you know you're retired and you're young like you know when she's scared of you know and he said like yeah. the biggest thing for him like he found purpose you know and um like he knew what he wanted to do after playing rugby you know, so, so, so yeah. for him the transition wasn't wasn't that tough you know but obviously because he's like a religious guy you know so which also helps you know but i think the biggest thing that he mentioned for me that like he found purpose you know so if you've got something to look forward to after playing cricket you know mm. i think i'm not sure because obviously I'm, I'm not done i'm still playing yeah. but i think you've got something to look forward to you know um which is purposeful yeah you know so i'm saying which yeah. will, will fulfill you like emotionally that will feed your soul your spirit or whatever you want to call it then the transition is a bit easy because I mean we mentioned that you can have a you can be a millionaire, you know, but there's certain things that money can't yeah. can't If you're not happy then you know, if you're not happy you know, then I mean, it's down there's people who who say that they trade their money, you know, just to get like happiness or to get peace mm. and stuff like that, you know. Uh, so I think I mean purpose for me, you know, it's um yeah, it's a it's, it's a big one because that's something that you yeah. really look forward into doing, you know. What's what's PSP doing? Uh, he's yeah. starting to be a pastor actually. So he's, oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, so he's been doing like a lot of talks at the schools yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty dope. Purpose. I'm also big on that. Purpose. Purpose. Yeah. Miles Monroe, the late Miles Monroe. I don't know if you know Miles Monroe. Wise, wisest man. Uh, very wise man. <coughs> he said the, the 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 greatest tragedy of life is not death, but it's living without a purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Because then sometimes. You know what? Actually, that's a very good point because then you lost. Yeah. You know, you lost. You sort of, and a lot of people do this where you're just wondering about. You know, you're waking up. It, it's almost like you're an autopilot where you you're going through the day, but you're not living through the day. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? So yeah, you're living, you're not alive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but let's not get deep. Eh? <laughs> Let's not get deep. Okay, so nah, I mean, let's not let's not get into the the deep uh, mind things there. So then tell me, uh, Mangali, so you've been in the game for quite some time now, and Lordy actually told me like literally I don't know like an hour ago that oh yeah hey my mate's gonna be here so I was like oh shit so usually when I um, plan for this I actually do some research oh, behind yeah. you know and I read up a little bit on you I was in the car so I didn't get to do much but then you've played at the highest level you played um, T20 cricket so you know the pressures of actually being in the game in the game situation where you play I think um, you played against Sri Lanka 
Yes, Sri yeah. Lanka, England, and uh, Bangladesh. Mm. Yeah. Now tell me, how is it like? How do you manage to deal with the pressure of going out and playing and actually trying to win the game for your team when you're facing the likes of Jimmy Anderson or all those greats? How are you able then to 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 go into your zone and say, you know what, this is just another game? Is that how you deal with it, or yeah. do you have a specific manner? Yeah. Um. I mean, like to be to be quite honest, I mean, I played against Sri Lanka, you know, which I mean, you know, played three games, but the first game I think it was a reduced game. We played out with them, play a lot of overs and stuff like that. But I was actually. Is that your debut? Yeah, that was my debut. Okay. But for some reason, I was actually not nervous that whole series. Um, Were they that like bad? Into, yeah, walking into <laughs> the game. But I remember because um, uh, my, my fiance, well, my got my fiance now, she was, she was with me at the time. So, I mean, I, I went downstairs to go get my cap. Um, and they're like, yeah, obviously you're playing, you know, so and you did like the whole tradition or whatever. So that was quite cool. And when I walked out the room and I was like, geez, I'm, I'm actually like playing, yeah. you know. So yeah. I actually got nervous. Like, I didn't know what to do when I got to, to my room, you know, because I didn't know what to feel because I was like, geez, and this has always been a dream of mine and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, I played the game, I mean, it was, it was all right, but I think, I mean, when I went to England, because I've always wanted to play in England, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and I think for me as a, as a person, I don't know, just my character, like when there's a challenge, I'm always like up, up for the challenge, you know, mm-hmm. so I like it when there's like something to play for, something to look forward to, you know, um, and I mean, most, most of like unless, my... Unless you have to face Jafra Archer. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Diff- different story. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's but, coming. But five with five. <laughs> <laughs> that is but, crazy. Uh, I've just like, just my outlook in, in life in general has always been like that, you know. Um, I mean, the first game in, in, in I think it was at, uh, in Southampton, they just, well, like I was nervous because my cold was boiling. He was, he was boiling quickly. So I drank like a couple of coffees. And I needed to make sure that I'm awake, but I didn't bat that game. But after that, man, I was quite chilled, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I remember the coach said the following game, I think it was at um, Somerset. And it was like, no, you're going to bat four or three or something like that. Uh, sure. And I was like, okay, cool. You know? yeah. So I was really looking forward to the challenge, you know. Uh, but I think also there was like no pressure in a way. Not to say that there isn't, but there's always in, in, in every game. But I, I knew that I needed to free myself in order to enjoy it. The, the mm. moment in which you to enjoy yeah. living my dream and something yeah. I always wanted to do, you know. So I think for me, like when it comes to that, like I've I've always like looked forward to to the challenge. Mm. So, so just always being my my outlook, you know. Okay. Well, the one one um, reason for me, I've never been to a T Twenty game, and I'll never go. <laughs> right, and I have a specific reason for this, so don't judge me. But I think I was like nine or ten. I was watching. It was the T20 World Cup. It was here in South Africa. And um, I was watching Chris Gale. I think the game was against England or India, one of the two. They were playing at the Wanderers. He smacks this ball, travels more than 100 meters, hits someone on the jaw. Mm. Boom. As a fan, I'm like, you know what? Fuck. Yeah. Never. Like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. But again, nowadays we... we we see such a big change between test matches and, and ODIs and then uh, T20s. Um, do you have to approach that game with a different mindset where it's 20 overs and your game plan, does it change that much? Is it a significant change or is it just, you know, let's go out there? Uh, I think there'll be, there will be a little bit of change, but there'll be more change for batting than for and for bowling because yeah. if, if you have got your, your skills right in test match cricket it means that you can hit the line and a length for a long period of time mm. which is the basic that's needed across all formats yeah if you can hit top of golf in a one day game in a test match or in a t20 game you're winning mm-hmm. um, obviously in white ball cricket um, you're going to have a, a little bit of a change up a little bit of a slow ball here and there a bit of a yoga here and there but the basics stay the same you're trying to hit a good line and a good length for a certain amount of time. Um, so the only adjustment would be for bowlers that listen to your gut feel a little bit more when, when to change up or look at how the batter's playing you, um, when to bowl a slow ball or when to use the bouncer more frequently or when to bowl the yoga. That would be the only change. But other than yeah. that, it stays the same. How do you feel when 
you're out here, you're running up and you bowling and you trying your best and the batsman is just like smacking. That's very recent for me. Yeah. yeah. My last, <laughs> my first T20 game for the Dolphins, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of the loneliest places you can be in. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like you say, nobody wants to get hit for six. Yeah. Nobody wants to get hit for twenty four and over. That was you. That was me. Damn. Yeah. So if 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 you're in that position, it you a lot of things run through your yeah. mind. You know? So yeah. it helps to have someone senior, mm. um, next to you, preferably a bowler as well, who's who's been through that situation and to talk you through it. You know, because at the end of the day, we all want to be heroes in every game, but it will happen. Someone has to go. Yeah. A better, some better has to fail. Some bowler has to go. It's just gonna happen. It's the nature of the game. Okay. But when in in in, in the in the in the heat of the moment, it's it's a very lonely place, especially for me. It was my debut for, for 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 mm. the Dolphins. I think it must have been like my twelfth T Twenty franchise game. So yeah. very young, very new to the game. So to be put under pressure like that, you need to find some sort of composure mm. and get through the over. Let it finish and maybe go regather your thoughts and find it. It's the longest over though, hey. It's a long over, but then again, mm. it's a life lesson. Yeah. How many times in life will, will you be sent around? How many times in life will you will you be taken advantage of? How many times in life will you fail? And that's ill. That's the yeah. beauty of not just cricket but of sports. Yeah. I find that, I find that everyone. I think everyone should play sports because it teaches you that no one is perfect. Everyone yeah. is gonna fail. Everyone yeah. is gonna be shit at some yeah. point. And that's the thing that people are so scared of doing things because they're afraid of that failure is going to determine how they're going to be as a person. And the beauty of sports is that it teaches you. From a young age, you guys knew that, okay, I'm not always going to win. I'm not always going to be good. I'm not always going to score 100 or I'm not always going to get five wickets. Sometimes I'm going to get smacked for however many runs or I'm going to get a duck. So I think that's the beauty of uh, playing sports in general. I think everyone, I think every kid should, be put into a, a system where they're exposed to sports at a young age. Because that then teaches you as a person, one, it teaches you discipline. I mean, to be a, an athlete, you have to be one of, probably the most disciplined person in the room because it, it, it takes more than talent. I'm sure we can agree with, on that. But also it's just that, that, that determination and understanding that if I fail, it's not the end of the world. And know? it teaches you that, that bounce back ability. Yeah. You need to have that bounce back ability. Mm. But that's from bowlers thing. Not much change. A little bit batters. I'm sure there'll be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think it was, you'd find that like mentally and like physically, with T20s and one one day games, it's quite tough. You know, purely because there's intensity like throughout. Where mm-hmm. with four day cricket, I haven't played Test cricket like four day cricket or whatever. You you don't ease yourself, but you go with the momentum of, of the game. You know, so there's different pressures on different parts of the game and stuff like that you know so there's games for an example where you need to score a lot of runs there's games where you maybe you need to like knuckle down and absorb like a little bit of pressure there's games when the team is bowling quite well and they're buzzing you know uh, vice versa whatever the case may be but um, I mean I think like physical T20 cricket like we almost have to be like not say sharp but I mean like sharp almost like every way with, with 40 cricket you can go with yeah. obviously you have to concentrate and stuff like that but you can go with uh, the tempo of the game so the tempo of the game actually determines the intensity of the game yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's what I'm saying you know and uh, the general rule if you're making your debut what do you do for the protest they want to go after you or if you like mm-hmm. a young boy let's just yeah. stop standard that's just how it is mm-hmm. you know but um, I mean yeah you're right that I was supposed to because I think yesterday I read like a quite a, quite a cool article about like sometimes it's actually like not a bad thing to fail because when things are going well, it's very hard to learn, you know. Yeah, you know? and you're content, man. That's you're content, comfortable. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes to fail is actually not a good thing. It's not a. It's not. It's not actually a bad thing, you know. Because yeah. Unfortunately, it's the only way we're gonna learn, you know. Because like the next time, like now, you know, if you make your debut for the protest, then like I mean, they go after you. It's, it's okay because if you play your debut, it's either you're gonna do extremely well. Or you have a terrible game. It's very seldom that you find someone like him in an average game. Like it hardly ever, mm. not hardly ever happens. But I mean, it's you know the percentages are like very, very, very small. You know? But yeah. I feel like I feel like it comes with the habitat, doesn't it? Yeah. With the with the habitat, it mm. comes with being a sportsman. It comes with being a human being. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a sportsman. You know, yeah. you can be whatever it is. You're going to encounter failure yeah. as a human being. You know? 
so just before um we started this episode we were watching david one and obviously he's been struggling right for runs obviously before his ban as a batsman from from your point of view how do you manage to or how do you think is the best way to get out of that rut because you you find with like you mentioned with bowlers is a bit easier with batsmen i've seen countless times like hashim amla for an example he he's been playing but you know for the last two years he's not been himself mm-hmm. even you can even go um beyond that but last two years probably he hasn't really been the hashim amla that we know so from your point of view how do you manage to then get out of that rut and then go back to your game yeah. is it just a matter of just sticking it out or yeah i think it's a, I mean, like with with, with, with everyone and I think sometimes because we, we spoke about it earlier like I mean it's such, such a mental game because and I even said this to to Rundi and I made an example with one of the guys that I know is that like some of the shots that he played in that test series because it's England the ball swings a little bit more it's his debut you know hardest place to make your debut in you know some of the shots that he played I've never seen the guy play you know mm. but it was because like mentally he was like under pressure you know and obviously your body reacts to what your brain is thinking, mm. you know, um, um, essentially, you know, but I mean, David Warner like looks hungry. So I hope, I hope that he gets runs, you know, cause he yeah. looks like he's up for the challenge. But I mean, that's, that's always been his approach. I think it just like have to, to stick it out with the, the hope and the conviction that you literally like just one shot away from actually like feeling good again or feeling that confidence yeah. you start moving well as well, like literally one shot. Yeah. That's mm. what I'm saying. Because you can hit a lot of balls in the nest and it's fine. But once you cross, that that um, boundary or whatever you know it's normal to think about like yes yeah I've just been making most of this guy he's opening the bowling what I'm gonna do you know so but I mean I think if you keep positive you honestly like one shot away yeah. you just middle one ball in a good position then you you know you just like keep going from there mm-hmm. you know sometimes you just have to stick it out when I think it was on like five of like 25 balls mm. or something which you don't see often let's hope anymore, let's hope know? when we uh, turn on the TV he's still there yeah he's still I there I doubt it but yeah you know, Archer 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 it was the last year whenever it was um time flies man shit but um they were banned i think was it 12 months yeah, yeah. 12 months and then eight for bangkok yeah but okay F- point of me asking this is i think we can agree that that was cheating mm-hmm. definitely so w- what's the difference then between a player who's ball tampering and then a player who's fixing games. Because I saw, um, I can't remember his name, but this Pakistani player, he was the captain of Pakistan, Salman Bhattu. Oh, yeah. 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 So now he was one, he was a very good player as well. I think he got a, a prison sentence of like five years. Yeah. But what's, wh- how then do you uh, differentiate between a player that's cheating by ball tampering and then a player that's fixing games can you can you differentiate though i don't think so for cheating is cheating if you understand it is cheating you know i, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't condone any i don't say mm-hmm. any, any wrongdoing is, is better you know but with um if you follow like match fixing the whole scan like it goes deeper than you know because it's a criminal offense yeah you know and i mean you can't go to jail for ball tampering yeah you know that's what i'm saying and also if you follow um, the history behind that, you know, um, it goes to, you know, people who's had like death threats, you know, uh, for their families and, mm. and stuff like that, you mm. know. So it's actually like a serious offense, but also is that people find it very hard to come out the thing because of like those things. So once you do it, it's very difficult to come out. And if you do come out, that's probably your career done or whatever the case may be, or yeah. if you, you know. Uh, but I mean, it's it's yeah, the match fixing thing is quite deep. Um, mm. I mean, because obviously they've done like a, a, an awareness. I think like once a year you have to do like a thing, and they actually explain how things go. And sometimes people are just innocent, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the people that actually 
get you into these things they're very smart because they look at you and your situation and your career and where you are yeah you know mm. unfortunately with the most recent one that happened in South Africa and you look at the guys that got got caught Which all one? of them were towards the latter part of their careers and they Is knew it? that if they offered them a bit of a bit of money yeah they were most likely going to agree you know? which one so, are you talking about um in South Africa yeah. Hansi no no, 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 no. Recent one. Most recent, yeah. yeah. Yo, no clue. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so they're smart with the people that, that they approach. Yeah. Not, they're not going to approach Virat Kohli. Virat doesn't need your 200,000 rent. Yeah. He gets that every second. <laughs> you know, but you meant for them, I mean, to cough up however money compared to the money that they make. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, they, I, said, I know it was the Indian captain that happened with like Hansi and them and I think he was bankrupt. So the guys were like, listen, um, I mean, we'll help you out. We'll pay all your debts, you know. So they yeah. were like, ah, swag, thank you. I needed the help or whatever, you know. Innocent. What pressure. And though. then uh, it was like, okay, listen, who's playing the next game, you know. Yeah. So the guy was like, oh, okay, you help me out. Uh, these guys are playing. They're like, okay, cool. How about you score, you know. So only then you realize, like, listen, you know, I might be in trouble here, you know. But it was just like somebody did their homework, innocent thing ended up in, in, in internet, mm. you know. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, un- unfortunate. That ruined him, eh? Ruined his legacy as well. Basically, yeah. 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 yeah, so then, again, when we go back to the pressures of being a, a cricketer, what kind of pressure do you think Steve uh, Steve Smith and, 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 and he, what pressure was he feeling to actually say, okay, to condone that uh, behavior uh, with um, David Warner and then Cameron Bancroft as well to actually try then to bore temper yeah. that I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean like, no, is that just uh, sorry is is that just um, that whole thing of I'm an Australian captain and we are not going to lose this game mentality where I can't afford to lose this game yeah, I think when it comes to Steve like I mean he also took a fall because being a um, Australian captain, I think is like second to the prime minister. That's how important yeah, the, yeah, the thing is. Yeah. You know? So in his situation, you know, the guys say that he obviously saw it, but he never stopped it. You know, mm. but I mean, listening to Tim Payne when he did like a podcast, obviously like him being the new captain and stuff like that. You know, it was a series of things because obviously he hadn't been playing well for quite a while, and like I mean, they a world class team that does well, like you know, you know, so. When you're also like losing for, for for that long, you know, and I think they were also struggling their series in South Africa mm-hmm. as well, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's very tough, especially when you're used to like winning, you know, that's what I'm saying. So you'll do almost anything to win. And naturally, Australians are very competitive people. They just love winning. It's just like they yeah. nature in any form, you know. So I think those are the pressures that they face. You know, it's like, this is embarrassing. Uh, we have to do something, you know. Mm. And... Um, Obviously, Bancroft was put under pressure because he was like the junior guy and he also maybe wanted to get accepted into the team. Mm. Obviously, David Warner is slightly older, you know, yeah. and whatever he says, maybe sometimes goes, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, so he was obviously under pressure and he took the fall because he wanted to be that guy in, in, in the team, you know, that's what I'm saying, you know. But um, just quietly, yeah. though, um, the first na- they were definitely not the first nation to do that mm. and definitely not the last. Um, but carry on now nah, carry on <laughs> but, but it's just unfortunate yes yeah. oh fortunes or unfortunate depending on how you look at it they got exposed they got caught was this was do you, when you say they're not the first nation right and they're not going to be the last was that just poor planning then from the from their point of view yeah. I, I, I don't know I'm should, not should, should yeah. that's what you're saying that was terrible yeah that yeah. was shocking that yeah. was shocking you, and okay, sandpaper already that's shocking, and you choose bright yellow uh, on top of that. That, yeah. that, that, that was not good. Mm. That was not good. But they were not the first, not the last either. Yeah, it happens. But it's happens. just that, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, it's just Australia, like no one is above yeah. the country or whatever, you know. And then what, yeah. what do you think about? the future of of okay he's the future obviously <laughs> but what do you think about the future of of our our national team because 
I've always said this. I think South Africa were not able, even though they played well um, since twenty, I think twenty thirteen. I don't think they've been able to replace uh, Jacques Callis and uh, Graham Smith. I think those were the two most important figures in that Proteus team that dominated the Test cricket arena. So, I think from that point, we as a nation were not able to replace them. Um, and now you've lost, obviously, Hashim. Uh, Dale Stein as well as AB. Uh, w- w- in your opinions, what's the state of our cricket team, of the pro tiers going forward? Yeah, it's, it's very hard to to replace someone like that because I don't think you're going to replace Shane Warne anytime soon. You know, mm-hmm. and I think also just the world itself or the game itself, like it, it has just changed. You know, so I think for for me. I firmly believe is that like not to say that you forget those guys you honor those guys but understand mm. that like he was very unique I mean I just saw now again Delstein took 439 wickets Crazy. in 93 yeah, tests 93 you know? tests Crazy. and like now it's only be a handful of people that are actually going to play 100 tests yeah yeah, yeah. so you, you I mean if you if, if somebody replaces someone like that you know it's going to be a long time up until that happens but I mean, I think obviously KG is probably like, you know, mm-hmm. most likely going to do that. But um, I think, I mean, you you move on, you know, and you see what you've got, which in South Africa, we've, we've got like a lot of talent. Who's KG? Kilogram. Yeah, kilogram. Yeah. So yeah. kilogram of Wicked's Rabal. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in, 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 anyway, you know, so, I mean, you work with what you've got, you know, because it's very, it's going to be very difficult because if you're looking for another Jacques or Dale you might look for a while, you know. Mm. But I'm saying you take what you got, you know, you formulate a game plan around that, and then you just make it work however way you, you, you think it's best for yeah. the team, you know. But in terms of, like, talent, we've got, like, a lot of talented players. Yeah, know? young ones coming through. Young ones coming through, there's plenty. And that's where um, my question was headed to. Um, so we went to the World Cup this year and we were shocking if we use better words um performed well for the last two games but the cricket itself was just it wasn't south african cricket it wasn't the proteas we know but then i then thought to myself well we then need to reevaluate our stance here when when we watch the proteas proteas are now as you mentioned a team that's in um where we actually building a new team so we leaving that age of those great players and we're going through to a different age with new players. So I, I just looked at it and I, I just told myself, why don't we as fans understand that, that you can't always be great. We can't always be at the top. We, at, at some stage, we need to say, okay, listen, we need to rebuild. And it takes time. It takes time. At the same time, though, you can't blame fans for, for, for being disappointed that Yet another World Cup, um, as we haven't won it, you know. We, we can understand. We, I'm sure the players, the Proteus players, can also understand why the fans are, are not happy. Mm. But know? then, do, um, you, do you think when we went to that World Cup, we had a, a chance of, of, of actually winning it? Yeah, I think we, we were always, it doesn't matter which World Cup, I think we always will, you know. But I think also you have to understand that, like, the. South African people as a as a, a nation. As just just a nation mm-hmm. we just very competitive even if the Springboks had to lose or whatever, yeah you know yeah they'll be disappointed which you don't blame them because we like very passionate people and we really like for the people that that we like even in soccer or whatever you know um, but I mean everybody does go through a transition you know like it took England quite a while I don't yes. think they've won the work and I mean they solid team you know mm. but I mean they had to go back and say listen. Uh, this is what we're going to do so for the next four or five years this is our plan building it up into this this previous World Cup and I think they've played like good cricket for quite a long time because you know they tried something like this we're going to stick through it didn't work maybe the first year or the first two years whatever the case may be but they backed a similar group of players for like four mm. or five years whatever the case may be you know so which I mean it's not surprising that they, they won and they went in as, as the favourites and if you look at how they've played maybe the last three four years or whatever as well I mean they were they were fantastic like for them yeah. scoring 400 was almost like a norm you know they mm. changed the mm. whole the they had brand of cricket you know? yeah they had brand of cricket yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying you know so like as I said to your question earlier is that like 
you identify those players um, you know you identify like what's going to win you the World Cup uh, you back that and you work with what what you've got you know because I mean, we do have good players I mean, the team was a solid team mm. you know everyone mm. got picked deserves to get picked you know people can obviously disagree or whatever but in my understanding that's that you know so you work with with, with what you get and you formulate a game plan and you back that for two years and see how it works and if it does that you go back to the drawing board you restructure you rethink and you know like you try something else you know? yeah it also it also doesn't help stepping to the world cup with a couple of of batters out of form does it yeah um, no, definitely out of form. david miller had a didn't have a good IPL. Mm-hmm. JP Dumini was off form. Yeah. Already, those were three senior players in the lineup. And they it showed. Off, and it, they, it, they it showed. Yeah. So it's also not ideal to step into a World Cup with with a couple of your most important players being off form. Mm. I mean, he had just got an injury just before mm. the World Cup. Yeah. I think his first game in the World Cup might have been his second. It was like a second or third. Yeah. So that's tough as well to expect him to do what he does best before injury. Mm. You know. Um, Especially at a World Cup stage, yeah, it's probably the biggest cricketing tournament you can play. Mm. Uh, silently, maybe IPL is better or bigger, but story for another day. It is, it is, it is better. <laughs> yeah. though. You know, so it also doesn't help. Yeah, if you're going to go into a World Cup with players out of form. Yeah, mm. and I mean it's the same thing that we've discussed, you know, because obviously we, we understand maybe the game a little bit better. I mean, there's people obviously in the public that follow the game religiously, but. I mean, he mentioned like factors that were like facts. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but also, factors, yeah. Ashim Amla has the quickest runs to like 2,000, yeah. 3,000, 4,000. Mm. David Miller has won this game so many times. Um, so has JP Dumini, you know, and obviously Lungi's been doing quite well. Yeah. You know, so you can't leave those players. You right? can't, you know, yeah, you can't leave those because players. then it's almost like a, a lose lose situation where if you leave them out, then the public's on you. If they don't do well, the public's on you. Yeah. So, so regardless, yeah. Talk. yeah, yeah. And then, did you guys watch that final? Yeah. Uh, World Cup? Okay. One of the, probably uh, the greatest one day game you ever played? Uh, okay. it, it was a good game. It was a good game. But there was just that one moment when I can't remember the New Zealand fielder threw the ball and it hit. Or went for four. Yeah. Now I understand that in the books that's four runs. I think it ended up being six runs. But I always said that I think that determined the world. The final. Trent bolt, eh? I think Trent bolt through it. Yeah, I think Trent Trent bolt through it. Hit. Could be Gaptool. Oh, Gaptool. Trent, 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 Trent yeah, yeah, caught yeah. the ball and stepped on the rope. Yeah, oh. And that's arguably like one of the best fielders in the world. Yeah, yeah. Mm. proper fielder. That was fine measures. Fine measures. Proper fielder. But. Again, when when something like that happens in a game of that magnitude, <laughs> that that lost New Zealand the game. Not that they lost in the super over. I think if if that doesn't go for four, they win, yeah. no doubt. And like you said, it was awarded six runs. Apparently, according to the book, it should have been five. It should have been five. Ah, here we go. New Zealand win the World Cup. Cheers, mate. You see. Because <laughs> it was in England, but hey, no. But then, do, does it stick? Is it is it is it right to say okay, no? Let's give them the six runs. I mean, also, even though it's in the books, right? Do you think New Zealand have an argument? In a game like that, rules are rules. Yeah. yeah the rules are rules, but also, once if you had to be an empire in that situation, oh, oh, the biggest game in history. Yeah. And you know, like I know people obviously say like, but I'm just talking biggest game in history. Yeah. You know, people do. I know, like they made like an unfortunate mistake, which cost mm, them yeah. the World Cup. Mm. You know, but also I don't know, man. We're talking about it earlier yeah. when some things are meant to happen. You know, they're meant to happen. Trent Bolt literally caught that ball. Game done. There's two ball, two two guys that are underneath that ball. No, but he's Martin's asking. Up. He's asking. Could no, the other no, guy no, say? No, but I'm saying that like when some things are just meant to happen. Yeah, they all happen. You know, but obviously he made a decision that would they only mention that after the game or did they knew did they know about that in the game? About the one run. About the one run. But, 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 but surely it's their no. job though, isn't they should they should be if if everyone should know it should be there. Yeah, it should be there. Yeah, but also true. like I mean the third empire could have said, Listen, you know. Yeah, that's also or match your free. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Someone had to someone had to realise that mistake. 
Those guys are hired there mm. to know everything. Exactly. Because now that, that small mistake cost the New Zealand the World Cup. Yeah. And but they, then things happened exactly the way they were supposed to happen. It was, it was, almost, it was almost like it was like written before in, in the universe yeah. that England... They even drew the Super Bowl. Oh, dude. Wait, now tell me, tell me, uh, uh, who, like when, when you're in a situation like that, because I remember looking at the result, I was like, Wait, how did England win here? So if they they draw the super over, then how do you determine the winner? Who hit more boundaries? Oh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I think there's a teammate. There's a teammate, Keith Dudgeon. He actually said while they're watching the game, uh, when they won, his girlfriend. Now we know they're not as updated as we are in cricket, mm-hmm. but asked a very important question. She asked, "Well, didn't the team that scored less boundaries actually have to work harder?" Yeah. To be to be in that situation, exactly. the team that scores more boundaries. Mm. So that rule is, I think, it's absolute nonsense. Yeah, they should come up with a bowl out or another super over or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's so so many rules. Then also, for for an example, did you know that if you were batting and you nick the ball down leg, and it just hits the glove that's off, you're handled. That's actually not up. If you, sorry, if you're batting, mm-hmm. and somebody balls you a bumper, so you do that and it hits the glove, yeah. you're holding a bat with your left hand and you get caught. It's actually not out. Is it? Okay, well, what's, 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 yeah. what's the reason for that? You know, because you're not holding your bat. Oh, if the bat is in the one hand, then yeah. you're in your. You know? And it hits, like, it hits the. The other hand. The other hand. I could understand that. But I'm just saying, like, there's also a rule yeah. where I'm thinking, when it hits your glove, it hits your glove, it should be out. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so I didn't know that up until it actually happened. I didn't know that actually you can't catch the ball as a wicketkeeper off your helmet if it's a catch. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that up until yeah. you know it happened. You know, I thought like a catch is a catch. I'm wearing helmet to protect myself. You mm. know, I'm not wearing it to like let the ball deflect so I can catch it off that. Yeah. 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 What's What's been your craziest game? Freakiest game. Just bowled like a like an unbelievable spell. I mean, he took like seven wickets to, or we already won, but I mean, just yeah. how it, it, it happened, you know, to obviously like win a forty game, winning a game because we were like losing and stuff like that. So that was quite a good game because I mean, we worked hard throughout the season, and it's always nice to win a forty game. But I think I mean, my like highlights of my career is when playing the Dolphins. How ironic, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah in the T twenty final, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I remember. Tuesday, the coach was like, I mean, I've got a feeling that you're going to do well. Was that when you played the average inning? Yeah, it was average, yeah. <laughs> average, but it was yeah, your craziest average. game. Yeah, it was, it was very average. Yeah. Okay. We've seen better. Yeah, we've seen better, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to win the entire final by itself. But yeah. Oh! <laughs> 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 anyway, you know, but, but, yeah, yeah, but I mean, just, just like leading up into the game, you mm. know. I was like, so, like, I, I just knew that it's going to be a good game. Like, something good was going to happen. What it was, I wasn't sure, you know, and I only realized when I was walking out and needed, like, five rounds or something, and I was walking off, and I literally, like, started crying. Like, only then I realized, like, what actually just happened, you know, because it felt like a dream almost, like, and I was, like, so in tune, like, I couldn't even hear the fans or hear anything, you know, something, up until, like, I walked out. Actually, when I was walking, supposed to walk back out, you know, I, uh, only then I realized I actually had to like sit uh, down in the gym, like just have a moment before I could come down and watch, you know, yeah. the rest of the game. But yeah, that was, that was crazy. Mm. Mm. Ah, like oh, man, at, at, a le- at, a, at a lower level, <laughs> not franchise, but and a different format. Um, yeah. Three day cricket. My, my 10 wickets, man, 11 wickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of bowlers finish their careers, 15 year careers without a 10. Mm. So, I, I didn't realize how special it was um, at the time it happened. But playing afterwards and trying to get another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you realize this and actually yeah, that, that, was, that was a great achievement. Yeah. That was a great achievement, you know. And to get it out the way within, I think it was my eighth or ninth first class game. No pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it out the way, you know, against, against Northern Cape. I seem to like them. 
Mm. I think I played two, three day games against them and got like seventeen rupees. Shit. So um, yeah, that for me that was that was that was yeah. that was special eventually to me. Because yeah. yeah. at the time, I mean, you played so little games, you don't understand the magnitude yeah, mm. of it. Because you're like, oh, oh okay, oh. Yeah. yeah. I remember Shaggy van Scalvey came to me and he said, "My champion, enjoy this moment. They don't come often." Do you still have the ball? Yeah. Do you still have the ball? Do I still? It's in my cricket bag. Uh, in your cricket bag. Yeah. How convenient your cricket bag. Dude, you should with my other fibers. Frame I actually lost the one. Um, no, I've got the ten for. I lost my fiver in the final against Northern. Yeah. I don't know where the ball is. Yeah, I took six for fifty two or something. I remember, but I lost the ball. Mm. Sadly. How crazy must it be <laughs> when you just mentioned there that you took ten? You take you took eleven. Eleven, 11 in that game. Mm. I once saw a stat of. Is Anil Kumble mm. took 10 for 100 and something in one innings, though. How crazy is that? Yeah, got over an hour. That's the pinnacle, eh? Yeah. Who's. Let me know if you know your ballers. Oh, my. Here we go. Because today he actually man- met Nancy Haywood like he didn't even know. Because mm. <laughs> I couldn't see how bad this guy. I was like, do you know who that is? I introduced, <laughs> I introduced myself, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even ask his name because I know he is. Ah, I saw you in the face. That's that's actually why I asked him. But who's the one boy that took or that bowled out, bowled out the whole team twice in franchise cricket? The only one to do it. Yeah, you see. Uh, uh, Who? I don't know. Uh, it's Mario. 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 Yeah. Twice. twice. Got a better chance of kissing a ghost than me. No? Was 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 that team that bad? The batting team. Or in the game. Was he that? No, no, not twenty. So he he bowled out the team twice by himself. So he cleaned up the whole team, yeah. Once, and then he did it again. So he in a different game. Yeah, different game. Oh no, 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 not not, not twenty wickets. Oh, oh shit, that's hectic. Yeah, so crazy. <laughs> I'll retire. Well, well, I want to select. Oh nice. Yeah, you're gonna select me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm coming to training. You're gonna have to tell me. I'm coming. All right, James. To close off. Perfect on the door. In order. So we, 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 we close off on a, on a, on a light note. Um, so we, I, I call this uh, on the spot. So I just ask you guys a couple of questions, simple question, and then you answer to the best of your capabilities. No, no, no. This is not your, 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 your pre-match uh, media conference or whatnot. <laughs> nah. So um, simple, man. Like uh, first question, what do you do? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? For me, for both of you, yeah. uh, I put on music. Eh? Music, yeah. Type of music. Well, pr- probably like gospel. Okay. Yeah, just to just to get me started, and then I just read a bit, and then coffee, mm-hmm. and then or shower and then coffee. Okay, right. Pray. You not clip your toenails. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. Ah, no, nah, joking, joking. The okay. still on the line. Ah. <laughs> okay, so if you were to be a superhero, which powers would you want? If you had one power to have, tell the future. Tell the future. Okay. Definitely fly. Eh? Fly. Why tell the future, man? Imagine sitting down here and you know you're going to be in 10 years' time. That's depressing. Imagine sitting down here and you know five minutes you're going to get hit by a bus and you can't stop it. Imagine you do something about it. You can't, you can't change the future. Oh, uh, no. Well, I thought this was an interview, not judgment. Ah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You only had three words to describe yourself. What are they? I think I'm very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they put them on the spot there. That's one. I don't have asked that one. That one is quite. Yeah. I'm very like chill, calm. Yeah. Um, I really too. Okay. Well, same, same thing. Um, I think I'm a loving person. Eh? Okay. 
three. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. Emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. And um, actually, this this word is ran away. It's mm. fine. Passionate, mm. emotional, and. Um, <coughs> Yeah, man, don't loving. All right. Penultimate one: chicken licking or KFC wings? Chicken licking. Chicken licking. Ah, Wait. My 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 behind all disagree. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have to restrict your eating? Like say you. Not just forced. during the it's season. Not forced, but you have to. So you have to maintain like your best fitness results throughout okay. the, uh, the season. Yeah. So if yeah, you just have to maintain it. So okay. if you don't, and then the coach and the fitness trainer will, will ask questions. So All right. you do like three fitness tests. And then notice McDonald's open. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not allowed to eat McDonald's. All right, and Stop then <laughs> final one. If you were stuck on an island, right? Which three albums would you listen to? Sunday, yeah. Gone, yeah. yeah. What happened to them? They just disappeared. Uh, yeah, they lost the one, the one, the girl went for Ungoma or something. Oh. Asia. Okay. Um, so, Mover, that one, of the soil. Joyce um, Celebration 18. Hmm. Okay. 18 or Which one? Go around. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I think out of I think there's twelve songs. Nine of them were hits. Mm. Yeah. No, I know that album actually. Remember it now. All right. Well, to close things off now. Obviously, you guys, this is my first ever uh, episode, and one of my goals with this podcast here it's um. It is to actually sit down and chat with uh, Cyril, the president, right? So Peter Sido. No man, Cyril. Oh. I say, why would I want to sit down with Peter Sido? So I want to chat with uh, the uh, our president. I want to chop it up with him. I think he's he's um, got a quite a, a good mind on him. Um, but he's he's also I'm uh, but I wanna actually I wanna maybe I should change it, eh? Maybe uh, actually need to see Msholos yes. Ah, and what he's done is dude, like he's he's had the roughest road. I mean, but he still managed to still come out on top. So yeah. But yeah, uh, let's not drift away. Um so I want to actually create a compilation video, right? Uh, where um, just uh, I'm gonna have a video of everyone saying, "Yo, Cyril, come on to the show, back and forth podcast, and chop it up with some." So if you guys can just say, 
you guys are the first ones to do it can you just say yo Ciro please come over to the show and let's chat it up Mr. President Ciro Ramaphosa <laughs> he's a young man who loves gaining information and giving it off to other people the day you afford the opportunity of, of, of your time please give it to this man aka yes for a young interview you want to get yeah so we look forward to taping on the show uh one day so come chop it up all right thank you jess appreciate your time and this has been fruitful fruitful conversation and i wish you all the best um do you guys have maybe any social media handles where people can find you uh follow you definitely not limited uh, you'll get autobiographies hey, you'll get hey. tours into his kid <laughs> you'll get everything under the sun hey. everything. Yeah, just keep keeping the lines up to date mm-hmm. so my Twitter handle is musaisha33 underscore kuku bar and then what's my uh Instagram Mangi Musashi and my Facebook page uh, <laughs> Mangali Dude, Facebook is important, man. It is important. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, my name and surname Londi is Zuma. Twitter, I'm not even gonna give that. Never active on Twitter. Instagram Londi fifty seven. Alright, lovely. Gentlemen, thank you.